For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Buckle up! Big deals! Buckle up! Okay? 36 days until the start of the National Football League season. 36 days. We are away from the start of what I think is going to be Probably more entertaining of a year than even what we saw last year. And I thought last year was one of the best seasons that I've ever seen in the NFL. The intrigue and the storylines, you know, you come out of the pandemic. It was awesome seeing the fans in the stands. There's a lot of hope in a lot of sense. You know, that's the cool thing about training camp right now, too. You got a lot of optimism, you know. When I was a kid growing up, Major League Baseball used to be the time when you had optimism for your baseball team. You know why? At the end of the day, spring training. Spring training gives you optimism about your team if you're a Yankee or Mets or Phillies fan, Red Sox fan, whatever. It gave you optimism. And that's kind of what the NFL has done right now. There's great optimism in Philly, San Francisco, Buffalo. You know, I, I, I want to, you know, I was going to wait and show you this. But before we get going here, oh, and by the way, man, I got a ton of stuff to start the show off with. Elliot Spitzer, Polly Shore, Meg, breaking it down from 2022, four practices from a year ago to four practices today. It's incredible. 45 of 62 in 2022. This year, he's 48 of 60. Touchdowns, four last year, four this year. This is after four practices in depth. IP covers it like no other. Interceptions, though, last year was three. This year, none. These are practice stats. I wish I had my career on practice stats. Completion percentage, this is another one here. 72 versus 
Jalen Hurts is getting better in practice. Yes, sir. Four practices. (laughs) I love it. If I don't give a shit what Patrick Mahomes does during the regular season, why would I give a shit what Jalen Hurts does at four practices? He's making $255 million. You think I give a shit about four practices? Or or you do? But I do want to show you something here. And this is why the media uses Philadelphia Eagle fans and certain other fan bases. I had this. Passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go first. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles all right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles 
I'm getting a mulligan here. I'm going to take a mulligan here. Thank you, Joe Biden. I really appreciate it. Or, I don't, I, hey, I, whomever, right? I mean, we're going to restart this. 36 days to the start of the national football season. Big sales. Do we have a power pack show for you? Uh, since I gave you the stats from Polly Shore already, I'm not going to bore you with it. Not going to do that. But this is one of the greatest times of the year. Because the optimism, the conversation on social media is insane right now when it comes to football in certain places. Who do you think are the top 10 fan bases when it comes to conversations about their respected teams and how they look at their 2023 football season? So Twitter, over the last 30 days, over the last 30 days, What they've done, they have taken 750,000 tweets about Super Bowl. What was it? Super Bowl, division conversation, and playoffs. And here are the 10 teams that fan bases converge about when talking about the upcoming season. Of the 750,000 tweets, Ravens. 9.67 at 10. Dolphins at 9.70. Number nine. Bills, I thought this was low. 11.36 of the 750,000 tweets. Number eight. The 49ers, 12.65 at number seven. The Jets, with all the hoopla and hard knocks, 13.08% of the 750,000. Number five, the Bengals. I was shocked. 14.14. Number four most converted, or I should say conversations that are going on about their upcoming season and their NFL team, the Lions. At 17.55. Networks, look at this. What's trending? Who who are people talking about? And here are your top three teams on social media. The Dallas Cowboys at number three. At 18.36 of the 750,000 tweets. Number two, the Eagles. 18.95% and the number one team are the Kansas City Chiefs 19.61 your top three teams that are being talked about the most are Cowboys, Eagles and Chiefs that's what networks look at they don't give a shit about the Ravens they care about Cowboys, Eagles and Chiefs this year Those are the best fan bases. Those are what people are talking about. I think the Jets are high at six. No one usually talks about the Jets, but Aaron Rodgers. Hey, the more winning they do, there's going to be more conversation about them. Dude, the Eagles right there. Eagles and Chiefs are the most talked about team with NFL fan bases. Great fan bases. And really, if you go down the line here, 
These are some of the best fan bases in the NFL. You're not getting a lot. Hey, I say this one more time to you. Hey, Green Bay, welcome to the land of no one gives a shit about you anymore. You went from being relevant to non-relevant. Nobody cares about your quarterback situation or your upcoming season. That's a great fan base. No one cares. That's pretty amazing. Eagles and Chiefs, not surprising though. Chiefs kingdom, fly Eagles fly. Tremendous fan bases. This is what networks do and websites. Well, let me do something negative towards a Philadelphia Eagle player. And that fan base will go nuts. And they'll start clicking away. They use this to use you. Me, I talk about you to have conversation. This is what they do. I don't use this. I don't give a shit about this list. I, I kind of do. Because I'd like to know who people think are relevant today. Here are the most relevant teams. Your top five most relevant teams as of August 2nd. Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Bengals. That's who everyone's talking about. You're one of the most talked about teams in the country on social media. I think that's awesome. Good for you, man. You know how fun it is to cover a relevant team? Do you know how fun it is to cover a team? And you know what? I, I know what some of you think. Some of you go like this. Sills, so all you do is beat us up. No. All I'm doing is polishing and refining. Nobody on the planet wants to talk about the Cardinals. My God almighty. I would cut my throat if I had to cover the Cardinals. Covering the Cardinals? Wow. Why? And, and for me and my style, covering the Cardinals, I would be killing that quarterback and that coach on a daily basis. And it would be almost unlistenable after a while because even I would be pathetic with it. it, it it's so fun to cover a team that wins. And a team that pay. Hey, I said this earlier, and I'll say it again to you guys. Philadelphia Eagles are the best-paying football team in the National Football League. It would be Armageddon if you covered the Cardinals. Oh, my God, I'd be fired in a day. If I covered the Cardinals, I'd be fired in a day, maybe a week. Maybe in a week. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah, okay, well, I'm going to leave that alone. But, yeah, if I was in Phoenix, wouldn't take long. Because everybody knows how I do it. And, 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 and for the record, one of the reasons why we're the most watched television show in Philadelphia right now is because the majority of you understand how I do this. I don't tell you what you want to hear. I tell you what the truth is. With some opinion here, it's up to the players to change that opinion. We're going to have a couple topics here today. By the way, I want to do this. Where's that, where's that sheet? You know, I was debating on doing the Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts conversation. I was going to do that. I was going to do that second. But I think because of yesterday, we should do it first today. 
and because of how some of you looked at it. Let me ask you something here. And help me out on this. How many people believe that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? Or do you think he just had a better year last year than Dak? Can you answer that? You couldn't answer questions yesterday. I want I want to hear you now. Do you think that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? Or do you think he just had a better year? How do you get Jalen's better? He had a better season. Dak is not really a turnover machine. Last year was his worst year. If you look at his statistics, it's pretty much almost three to one in interceptions. Last year was a bad year. So you're going off of one year. You're telling me you think that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott based on one season and Dak has one bad year. How do you look and go like this and look at yourselves in the mirror and say, off of one season, that's like telling me Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. So Jalen Hurts, off of one season. Now, I'll give you this, and this is kind of what I took from what I took from Tone. I'll say it here. Jalen had a better year last year than Dak Prescott. That's a fact, and yes. Is he a better quarterback? Absolutely not. How could you say that with no sample size, except for a little bit, that you think that he's better when he hasn't beaten him, and that guy has destroyed you? Eight and three, as we said yesterday, 67.7% completion percentage. Almost 3,000 passing yards, 19 touchdowns in 11 games, 98.9 QBR, eight yards of play. Every time he has a play, it's almost the first down against you. And you think your guy's better. Kuhn goes, I'm projecting Jalen will be better than Dak this season and moving forward. Oh, you're projecting. Oh, okay. But it's not a fact right now. So you're pro- get this. You need to sil- you need to stop, Silio. Dak stinks. How does Dak Prescott stink when every time he lines up against you, it's a career football game? How does Dak stink? You really, I do not believe that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott until he does it longer. He had a better year. Absolutely truth. Absolutely truth. He's not a better player. I don't give a shit what you think. I would never... Hey, here, watch this one. Hey, Seals, do you think that Sauce Gardner is a better football player than Jalen Ramsey or Darius Slay? No. No, I don't. Or Stefan Gilmore. No, I don't. Need two more seasons to make that comparison. 
I love that Maniac, and I 100%. Maniac, I'll tell you this. He puts that together this year. We are going to start going, yeah, he's better. He's better. Dylan is better in the playoffs. He was terrible, but for the Super Bowl, Kyle. He wasn't great in those games. Actually, if you think about it, three of the four games he played in, they were mediocre at best. He's two and two. You're making it sound like this guy has some sort of like been awesome in it. He hasn't been. The Super Bowl, he was great. See, look, I'm, I'm speaking truth here. He was great in the Super Bowl. He was spectacular. The other games, he wasn't. They were not. I mean, there was one game, if you took that gift by the referee away, he had under 100 yards passing. Dude, I cannot believe, again, that you're going to take... Here, I'll give you... I'll, I'll, I'll take Dak out of this. Do you think that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson? Jalen took talent to a Super Bowl where did that... I didn't ask you that, Marshall. Do you think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Hurts. Get this. So disrespectful goes that he thinks Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback off of one season compared to a guy who's a unanimous, most valuable player. How in your right mind do you put that together with any kind of credibility? None of you have credibility when you say that shit. You do not have credibility. You do not have credibility when you say that. Watch this. And again, I'm going to go with, if you're asking me, Sills, who had a better season last year, no doubt about it. Hertz was su superior to Dak. Too much, too small of a sample size to say he's better than him. That's why holding those interceptions against Dak Prescott, that there's no quarterback in the NFL with more pressure on him than Dak because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. I will admit, Dak has had a longer career and has put up the numbers throughout his career despite the lack of playoff success. Hertz has to put more time in for me to really compare his career to Dak's. This is an intellectual take here. But if I'm choosing a quarterback to lead my franchise, I'm choosing Hertz. And yes, I'm being a homer. That's fine. He quantified it at the end by saying, here's why. That, totally right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make no mistake about that. Dan, you credit. Okay. Again, see, see people that just don't want to buy into. Joseph goes like this because Joseph doesn't like to hear the truth. He likes to be lied to. And that's why people like Josh Harris lie to you on a daily basis. Because there's Philly fans like you, Joseph, who don't want to hear the freaking truth. You've won one Super Bowl in 30 years. Tone's right. Your owner? I don't know. Win a little bit more, Hoss. You're not the Roonies, and you're not the Crafts. Just because you show up to the dance doesn't mean you dance with the, the prom queen. You got to win those games. That's kind of why Andy Reid was fired, because he didn't. My God Almighty.
This is so easy. Jalen Hurt here. Here is exactly where Hurts is in his career. He had a great year. Great year. Dak has had talent for years and accomplished nothing, Sells. What has Jalen Hurts accomplished? The same as Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy's been to three NFC title games, 1-1. He's accomplished. What exactly, what exactly has Jalen Hurts accomplished? So, what has he accomplished? He's not the best passer in the world. What's he accomplished? There is nobody with more pressure on him this year than Dak. He's the Cowboy quarterback. He's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the most visible position in American sports today. And then, hey, watch this. Here's one for you. Dak Prescott plays the most important and most visible position in professional sports in America. Nobody... LeBron, uh, Giannis, Otani, Judge. He plays the most visible, televised, watched, critical position in American sports. It's what playing center field for the Yankees used to be back in the day. When DiMaggio and Mantle did it. Now it's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And once again, Nick, you must not understand English. In American sports, I don't give a shit about France. Hurts accomplished more than Dak. Really? A conference championship in less time. So then if we're going by that, Big Marshall, that means that Jimmy Garoppolo's accomplished more than Hurts, in your opinion. Correct? He's 5-2 and two in the postseason. He's actually gone to Green Bay and beaten Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in an NFC championship game. He's actually beaten teams and quarterbacks in the postseason to get the conference title games and Super Bowls. So Garoppolo, according to you, is more accomplished than Jalen. Okay. As long as you use your same formula and your same metric for other players that are in the game, then he's more accomplished, correct? Okay. Okay. He's more accomplished. So Jimmy Garoppolo and Jalen. I like it. All right. But you're talking about that. No, no, no. I'm talking about your metric and how you're, according to you and how you see it, that Jimmy Garoppolo, who has had more success than pretty much a lot of quarterbacks, actually, if you think about it, five and two in the postseason, This guy's got a better win percentage than Dan Marino, according to you. Okay? 
one year and you're crowning him better than guys in the league. Boy, not me. I think you've got to have a little bit more time. And I think you have to have a little bit more of a sample size to sit here and start saying that he's better than Dak Prescott. Dak had a bad year. That's for sure. Jalen had a great year. The year before that was not so great. So Jalen's had a great year and a shitty year. And you call him better than Dak. So wait. Let me let, here. Let me, let me, let me, let's just see how that worked out because Jalen's first year starting was not very good. It wasn't very good at all, actually. And that's one of the reasons why they were thinking of getting another quarterback is because they, Dak Prescott's stats. Okay, so let's do this. In 2022, Jalen Hurts had a better year, right? Dak was hurt in 2,860 and 23 touchdowns and 15 picks. The year before that, Dak Prescott threw for 4,500 yards and almost 40 touchdowns, 37 and 10, with a 104-2 quarterback rating. Superior numbers to your guy in two years. And he's better. Right? He was hurt in 20, obviously. 19, 49 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. I'll take that. It's three to one. 37-10. That's almost four to one in touchdown interception ratio. Dak had a bad year last year. And you're going to try to tell me you think that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. Where? No, no, no. My friends, I'm here to help you. He had a better season. See, I'm trying to put this shit in perspective for you here. I'm not trying to downgrade him, and I'm not trying to denigrate him. And I'm not trying to tell you he's not a good prospect. But before you start crowning someone king, you want to see how he reigns over his kingdom, don't you? Before you start calling this guy the greatest leader of all time. This guy's got one year. The year before that, he stunk. And the year before that, Dak Prescott had almost four to one in touchdowns and interceptions. The hell are you talking about? Well, he's better. Where? No, 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 no. He had a better year. He's not better. He's not better than Dak Prescott. You think he is. What, what, what Jalen Hurts did last year throwing the ball is a down year for Dak. Now, the interceptions are low, and it's great. I'm more impressed with that than un- being under-impressed with the 22 touchdown passes. I'm more impressed with the six picks because, to me, that's the difference in winning games, not turning the ball over. Okay? Hey, you guys can cry all you want. You guys could try to say whatever you want. And I know some of you that Dak Prescott is a... He's a trigger. 
He's a trigger for you. Because you think your guy's better. No. Your guy played better. But he doesn't have a history yet of doing it consistently. He had a very underachieving year his first year. Last year he was great. Prescott was hurt a year ago, played poorly. Still in a game against you, he put up a five-touchdown performance, an 80% completion percentage, and still beat you. And a year before that, he was 4-1 to in touchdown-interception ratio when he played all, all the games and won a division title. And those games were never competitive with the Eagles. Rank... Rain goes like this. What question did you ask? There's no argument that you have. None. When it comes to player evaluation, you're adding team stuff. I'm adding what the player has done. Put the, put the team stuff aside for a second because it's a team sport as well. You're going by seven. No, I just talked about the last two years. I was just talking about the last two years. The Cowboys have won two seasons in a row with 12 games. It's not like, actually, if you think about it, let's see. Last two years, the Cowboys are 24 and 10. And the Eagles... Where they go 14 and 14 and 3? They go 14 and 3? 23 and 11. Cowboys have a better one loss record than you. What what's your argument head to head? That he makes Jalen better. What's your argument? He had a better year? <laughs> That's not a strong enough argument for me to crown a guy better. I got to use the same stuff that I'm using on Sauce Gardner, too. Calling Sauce Gardner the best shutdown corner in the league after one season, I'm not there. Let's see you going again and go out there and do it again. Let me let me check you out and see if you're Jalen Ramsey or you're Stephon Gilmore, Darius Slay. Let me, let me see if you're one of those guys. T, that's an opinion, Hurts is better. You have nothing that proves it. He has the record against you if you want to go team. He has the statistics against you, and he has a resume that proves it. Last year was a shitty year for him. He plays the most visible position in pro football. He plays the most visible position in American sports. He's going to have the most pressure of anybody in the league and in America. Maybe Aaron Judge. Playing with the Yankees. You really think there's pressure on Bryce Harper like there is on Dak Prescott in Dallas? Come on, man. Everything he does gets criticized or gets commented on. Rain asks the question, who would you rather have, Dak or Hurts? Against you? Prescott all day. He beats you. Until proven otherwise. For the length of a season? 
Prescott gets hurt too, man. I like Dak. I like Prescott. I think he's a great example of being a franchise quarterback and a face of a team. I think he does everything correct. I'm a fan of his. I like the fact that he is an underachiever and he was a middle round draft choice and he's turned himself in to arguably one of the best quarterbacks in Cowboy history. Yeah, man. I mean, what's not to like about that? What's not to like? That's right. And, and, and that's a really good thing too, big picking. I'd like to hear who Brian Johnson would take. Let somebody in the media in Philly ask him. If you had to pick a quarterback, to quarterback your team if you were a head coach, who would you take, Prescott or Hurts? If anybody had any onions in Philly, he they'd ask him that. Eagle people would shut that down. They wouldn't want that question asked. Because Brian might have to lie. He developed both guys. And he did it with Dan. He was the guy at Mississippi State that begged Dan Mullen to give him a scholarship. He's the guy that worked with him from the time he was a freshman. You think he's just going to go, I'll take Hurts. I don't care how long he's known Hurts. He's responsible also for Dak. I'd like to hear somebody ask Bill Belichick that question. If you had to start your football team, I mean, if you, if you had to pick one guy who was the greatest player you've ever coached, is it Brady or LT? What would he say? I mean, Lawrence Taylor's the greatest defensive player, and he's also the greatest non-offensive player in professional football history. I don't know. Sills it simple. Does Dak make the playoffs better because Jalen does? Sills is simple. Does Dak make his players better because Jalen does proof is AJ and Devontae? One year. He didn't the year before that. He couldn't even find Devontae Smith in the playoff game against the Bucs. Dude. I think completely you guys are missing this. There's no shade on anybody here. You have to be patient. And I think you have to be more patient. Just be patient here. Let this process play out. So, you know, you you guys think you, how come every single time when you run into Dallas, they, they beat you? Every time Prescott's on the field and they run into, especially as of late, those games aren't competitive. Those games aren't competitive. You know, I told Tone this prior to coming on the air here. It's almost like the Cowboys are built to beat you, but not built to win a Super Bowl. Because the last 10 years, they've swept you twice. You've never. I mean, and you've won a Super Bowl in that time frame and went to two. 
it's just, it just seems that the Cowboys have your number. There's certain teams out there that you run into those teams and they have your number. Rain goes, we rested our players. Whatever, dude. So you make excuses for the Super Bowl about the turf and you rest in players. It's funny how those other teams end up with W's. Oh, we read. Okay, sure. You want to use that? Fine. You didn't read. Hey. He. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on here because the majority of you um, are blinded by truth. Now I know why our country's in a position where we are. You'd rather be lied to. Everything's great. You have a rush to judgment. Whether it's Trump or Biden, we all rush to judgment. Then we find out shit. Like Wentz. How about, how about this? Let me let me let me go back and ask you something. Did you as a fan and as a you think the organization rushed to judgment on Wentz? And this is even hindsight now. Do you guys do you guys think you had a rush to judgment? By the way, your Carson Wentz era, I think Carson Wentz was a complete success for the era. It didn't finish well, obviously. But he did things no other quarterback in the history of the franchise did. Carson Wentz had a successful run in Philly. Whether you like it or not, Joseph goes, no. For a guy who won home field advantage for you in 17, finished second in the MVP, won division titles, the first quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards, the first quarterback, and I believe the single-season touchdown passer with 33 is Carson Wentz, and he thinks he failed. Wins a division title, two of them, and – he wins a conference title and he has a Super Bowl ring and you don't win that ring if he's not your quarterback. See, what you guys have done is you think that you have shifted the majority of the success of 17 on the foals. It's not true. That is so not true. He came in as a substitute teacher and was a tremendous substitute teacher. But the bulk of that season was on Wentz's back. Admit it or not, I don't give a shit. You don't think you had a rush to judgment when it ended the way it did. Huh. So you would have given him the 200 or the $38 million a year. And that's a good question too. Would you have given... Carson Wentz the $38 million if you knew it was going to end like this in Philly. Would you? Wentz turned into a crybaby. That is so not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, would you have given him that money? Oh, maybe. Eagle guy goes, dumb question. Okay, what's dumb about it? 
You wouldn't have given them that money. You know you wouldn't have. If you knew how it ended, but you rushed to judgment, so you gave it to them. You know, man, I've never, you know what? I thought that there's delusional fans like Yankee fans out there, but Eagle fans are as delusional as Yankee fans and also Patriot fans, Bills fans. You guys are delusional. On many of your takes, you think because a guy plays, here, here's what you said to me in a matter of 43 minutes. You said if a guy plays one year, that makes him better than a guy who's put up consistency and put up consistent years. Dumb. One. Okay? Absolutely dumb. You told me you didn't have a, that, that you didn't have a rush to judgment. I'm paying Wench. You'd have paid him anyway, even though it ended with him being a crybaby, according to some. Okay, really? So you think organizations are in the business of having $38 million to $40 million of dead cap money to sit on their salary cap because they didn't make a mistake? Interesting. That's quite a take. So you thought Howie and the Eagles didn't make a mistake when they had $40 million of dead money when they sent that guy's ass to Indianapolis. Dumb. Number two. Give me a break. Prescott's not better than Hurts, even though he's got the numbers to prove it versus you. I don't know what else to say to you. There isn't anything. All right, we're moving on. Because sometimes when you're talking to an idiot, you're just ending up going in a circle, and I'm not doing it. All right. Let's go here. Who do you believe? Who do you believe is the bigger threat to the Eagles in the NFC between the Cowboys and 49ers? Let me get my sheets here. Who's the biggest threat? Who do you, or the bigger threat? Cowgirls, Niners, Niners. Um, Cowboys, Niners. Okay. Since there's so many Niners, let's do the Niners here. Hey, Maniac, um, Tone, did I miss Maniac Super Chat? If I did, I apologize, Maniac. You know, I mean, I, I had to go through the dumb killing me cells. <laughs> hey, hey, need two more seasons to make that comparison. Completely agree with you, hundred percent. You're right. You're 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 dead right. Like one more year here, Jalen will put that conversation to rest. It'll be a three-year sample size, not seventeen games. Absolutely, absolutely true, maniac. See, there's conversation with you. Some, well, they don't want to hear it. They want to hear one of them cheerleaders over at IP like Elliot Spitzer, Polly Shore, talking to me about four practices. 
give a shit about four practices after two. You think after four practices, I care what Hertz is doing in practice? After you just gave him $255 million? Holy shit. I have no interest in this. Can I tell you my biggest interest with Jalen Hurts this preseason? Don't get hurt. That's all I care. I don't give a shit if he throws 50 picks. Don't get hurt, kid. Please. That's all I care. Controlled scrimmages. (laughs) Don't get hurt. That's all I care about. About about Jalen right now in the preseason. I don't want to see him in a game. um, I'll get more evaluation on him in the controlled scrimmages. That's fine. Don't hit him. Don't anybody come near him. Let's get to the Patriots game and let's get to Gillette. All I care about. That's it. Okay? All right. Since you said the 49ers, we're going to look at both the Cowboys and the 49ers. And this is what I think they have to do if they want to win the NFC. And to throw them the Eagles. Okay? As I said yesterday, I'm not deviating off that. I think the Cowboys beat the Eagles in the NFC title game because it's what the Cowboys do. They beat the Eagles always. But if the 49ers are going to dethrone the Eagles, this is what they have to do. Brock Purdy has to finish the 2023 season at quarterback. He's got to start it and finish it. No questions asked. There can't be an in and out at the quarterback position like there was a year ago and think you're going to win as many ball games like that or an NFC championship and beat Philly like that. Philly's too consistent. You're not going to beat the 40. You're not going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles with inconsistent quarterback play. And I I just don't mean play. How about this? Inconsistent quarterback players. You 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 can't have musical chairs at the position. It's impossible for the 49ers to win an NFC champ. Hey, watch this. They may win 12 ball games. But I think it's impossible for them to win an NFC championship against Philadelphia if you've got musical chairs at quarterback. There's just absolutely no way. Ben, no way you're doing that. That's got to be a priority number one. Purdy start the season, Purdy ends the season. If those guys are going to have a shot to dethrone the Eagles as NFC champions. They've got to get consistency, player consistency. One guy in the building. Number two, Jordan Mason cannot start more games than Christian McCaffrey in 2023. If you see the name Jordan Mason, at starting running back in San Francisco more times this year than you do McCaffrey, they have no chance of winning the NFC champion and beating the Philadelphia Eagles. McCaffrey's got to be a consistent, viable part of the offense this year. 
okay? He can't be in and out. Missing heel injuries here, back in. Dude, Jordan Mason cannot start more downs, okay? Yeah, Quan, I know he's not a bad player, but McCaffrey's an electric player. He's not a bad player. I agree with you, Quan. Okay? I think the 49ers can't sustain a lot of injuries at key positions. They're not that deep. They're, they're, they're as deep as the Eagles are. They're not deep. Like the Philadelphia Eagles can't sustain a lot of injuries at key. You can't here here's where the Eagles can't sustain injuries. You ready? Corner? Wide receiver? <laughs> the pathetic linebacker position? Stoutland, I think, will cover any injuries in the O-line. How about this? Who's the most important person on defense this year? Is it Reddick? Is it Hassan Reddick? Is Hassan Reddick the most important player on defense this year? Can't lose him. You you can't you cannot lose him. Here's another Here's another certainty that the Niners have to have this year if they're going to dethrone the Eagles as NFC champions. Kyle Shanahan has to show that it's not just a show that you win significant ball games again. Do you know the difference? The difference between Bill Walsh and Kyle Shanahan. Do you know what the difference is? Bill Walsh beat incredibly gifted teams like Gang Green, the Bears with Walter Payton and them guys, the Giants with LT. Teams couldn't and players couldn't move around like they could today. You had a set group of guys that you were going to face every year and they were loaded teams. Okay? <laughs> Twiz goes, Sills, optimist, no facts. All I did was give you facts on Prescott. And you call those optimist? When the guy has the resume against you for 11 games? How in the world is that optimist? How is that opinion? When I give you what he's done against you, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't give you one opinion on Dak. You're going off of one year. I would never. So let me ask you this. Would you call somebody a Hall of Famer off of one year? Is that what you would do too? The guy's a Hall of Famer. He's the best player in Eagle. So are you saying that Jalen's the best quarterback in Eagle history now? <laughs> Anyone who answers that, you're not going to get a lot of conversation out of me. Kyle Shanahan 
has got to prove he's a big-time coach. Okay? He does. He, I think he's a good coach, but he's... Kyle Shanahan is Marty Schottenheimer. He's Marty Schottenheimer. And finally, Debo... Debo Samuel has to be the electric player he was in 2021. Jet sweeps. Debo Samuel's not the best or one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Debo Samuel is the best Swiss Army knife in the NFL. Runs, jet sweeps, passes down the middle. That's what makes him unique. Like Hurts, he's unique. Like you would, if you were going to pick the top five wideouts in the league, you might pick Devontae over him. Probably would. I know this, I would. Would you take would you take Devontae Smith over Debo Samuel? As a wide receiver. Would you? I would. But I, and I don't have a problem. And I I think he's head and heels above him as a wideout. But do I think that Debo is more impactful in games? Absolutely. Yeah, but get this. Debo Samuel will be more impactful in a game because he does more. He runs the ball. He he catches. He blocks. He's an electric ball player. They have carved out a role for him in San Francisco. Okay? Like when you look up at the up at the stats, Sambi will have something like this. 75 yards receiving, 45 yards rushing, and two TDs. You can't defend that. Because you don't know what to do when you're lining them up. Because you know what they do with Debo? Here, here's, here's what Debo Samuel is going to do to the Philadelphia Eagles if you don't fix your problem right away. They're going to put Debo and match him up with your linebackers, and you're going to think you're at Oktoberfest. You're going to see a guy eating all day long. You don't have a guy in the building that can cover him. You don't have a guy in the building that can cover George Kittle. You don't have a guy in the building that could cover Christian McCaffrey. And then to tell me you're going to cover all of those guys? That's why this Brock Purdy thing is the significant and most important thing for the 49ers if they're going to beat the Eagles this year. you got to have him start the season and finish the year because if you get him in a playoff game, and the 49ers have to play the Eagles in a 40. The Eagles have to play the 49ers in a playoff game in a divisional round. Wow. That'll be pretty interesting to see. Because I think the 49ers can beat the Saints. I think the 49ers could beat anybody if they get the play they got from Purdy they did last year. But he's got to beat a guy. And maybe what that does also, it covers up some of the bullshit with this Trey Lance nightmare. 
Okay? Because the Trey Lance is still an albatross around that franchise's neck. He's third team. He's the worst. I mean, honestly, he's the biggest quarterback bust in NFL history. It's not so much, again, that Ryan Leaf was any better. The problem is you gave your future up for him. And you gave up all those first-round draft choices for him. Okay? Forte goes, Dan's entire prospect does not include how dangerous Hurts will be this year. You're damn right, because that's that's guessing. I'm going by what he's done the last three years. You're going by what he may do. That's what that take was with that guy. That's wishful thinking, hoping, optimism, which is great, but that's not who he is yet. You're Where in the world is that fact? Off of one season? And again, Dak Prescott, to circle back to that topic if you'd like, Dak Prescott had one bad year. The year before that, he was 4-1 to in touchdown-interception ratio. But all of a sudden, now to Eagle fans, he's a turnover machine. Well, he ain't against you. He kicks your ass. Take that. Here, take this. Dak Prescott, when he lines up against the Philadelphia Eagles, owns the pink slip on you. And do you want me to make it hurt worse? The history of what he's done against you. You have no retort. Well, you know, Jalen will, he'll play great this year. (laughs) Okay. Jamison goes, come on, Sills. What did I say was wrong? What have I said? That is wrong. Slasher goes, it's irrelevant. Well, I wouldn't want to think that's irrelevant if he got into an NFC title game with the Cowboys and with that player. Because you have yet to figure out the riddle of Dak Prescott. Do you understand that? You have not figured out Dak in 11 games. Facts. 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 We're going to do the Cowboys next. Look, it's not shade. All I'm saying to you is, why don't you give the process a little bit of time? Don't you want to go on a cool journey? Or do you want to go on a crash and burn again like you did with Wentz? Are you saying Jalen's going to end? No, I'm not. Nobody in their right mind thought Wentz was going to have a plane crash either at the end of his career in Philly, did they? No, they didn't. And don't lie. What's, what's, what's absolutely mind-numbing here is that the majority of the people that are in here hated Hurts initially when he got to the Eagles. Now, all of a sudden, you're the Pied Piper for it. You guys evolved, I'll tell you, man.
from going from hating to now he's the best quarterback in Eagle history. Cannot wait for this. And by the way, I can just guarantee you these places are going to be packed this coming fall here with our great friends at Hooters King of Prussia. This is the official home of the National Football Show. We're so proud to start our relationship this week. My, my relationship with Hooters, as I've told you, goes on for 35 years. By the way, Phil Moran, the owner, who I've also known for over 30 years, he texts me this. You guys are going to dig this. He's in Vegas right now for the, um, for the pageant. And one of the girls from King of Prussia, right here, check this out. Right there, baby. Phil sent this to me. And right now, they're having the pageant. I used to be a guy who was like the judge in that pageant. Fantastic stuff, man. And believe me, if you're going to have your draft party, this is where you want to have it, your preseason football, and this is going to be the home of the Philadelphia Eagle fans. You can host all your draft parties there. Spectacular. Kids eat on Saturdays for free. Happy hours, weekdays. Six items for six bucks. Six boneless wings, world-famous wings. 240 North Gulf Road, King of Prussia, and do me a favor. When you go to Hooters in King of Prussia, tell them Big Sills sent you. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods score and save at southeastern pa in delaware with colony pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom merlin safety cover in green for the birds and if you join our winter watch team we'll give you another 20 percent off and colony pools will handle it all keep your tiles on your pool not in your pool fly with colony right now birds fans visit flywithcolony.com
E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Big Steel's National Football Show. We are going to get to the Dallas Cowboys here in a second, but I want to ask you something here about Hassan Reddick. Um, two years remaining on a contract. I heard the guys talking about this, and I want to give my spin on it and how, how we will treat him. Do you believe that Howie Roseman will pay $25 million for Hassan Reddick in two years? Because that'll be pretty much the market value for him. Do you wait? The player's not pissed off about where he's making money. And for the record, Howie wins that. So... Howie's in no, Howie shouldn't be in any rush to sit there and try to negotiate. The media's kind of made this a tad thing. It's not a thing because, quite frankly, he gambled on him and won. Okay? Will you pay $25 million for Hassan Reddick? So let's figure this out here a little bit. So you're going to pay two wide receivers at $25 million piece in two years, right? There's 50 million wideouts. You got a $55 million quarterback. Okay, it's fine. There's 105, three players. Now, the cap hit is low. I got it. I'm Jalen. Your two bookend tackles make 30 million apiece, or 30 million total. There's 135. You got to do Landon Dickerson. He's going to command at least $20 because the guy in Atlanta is getting 20 Okay, that's 155 Okay. How he's looking at Reddick like those numbers in Carolina and Arizona mean nothing to me. Those numbers you got in the door, repeat those 2022 numbers in 2023. I'll drive you to the bank myself. Okay, well, let's do this then. So what if what if Nolan Smith comes in and gives you eight sacks and you see the heir apparent to that? Are you going to move off him like you moved off of Zach Hurts for Goddard? Ain't no such thing as hometown discounts. Not one player in Philadelphia this offseason gave anybody a hometown discount. Nobody did. No such thing as hometown discounts. I, I, I hate when fans do that. Why should a player do that? Hometown discount. Kiss my ass on that. Never do that. If, do, if Nolan does that, then I wouldn't want to be Howie making those decisions. Howie moved off. Uh, again, a safety versus an edge rusher. You're going to move off to safety and you're going to have, you're not going to have sleepless nights. See, you're not going to have a sleepless night moving off of Gardner Johnson. You're going to have sleepless nights moving off of TJ Edwards. Okay. 
You're, you're going to have sleepless nights moving off of – get this. The least players, when it comes to salary that they demanded on the open market, are probably your most important players that you can't replace. Are Kaiser White and TJ. Right now you're talking to me about Christian Ellis and N'Kobe Dean. And again, this is one of the reasons why I think you win 11 games because I'm not buying your defense. I'm not. Nolan will replace Hassan. I think so too. You see, this is how he works. Why in the world, if I know that I've got Nolan Smith, who might be actually a 2.0 version of Micah Parsons. And by the way, Reddick was a force last year. And I expect him to be this year a force. $25 million? Hmm. Mm-mm. Shit, man, you got to sign Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson this coming offseason. Need to save money. For Micah Parsons in two years. How we drafted Studs replacement. DT, edge, guard, cornerback. He's totally looking at the 85. Outstanding take. You're right. I think they'll move off of Redick. I do. Even if he has a good year. Because... He drafted replacements. Now, Reddick gives you 17 sacks. You're not getting, you're not you're not moving off that, but that's going to cost you $25 million. That's right. Tony just said this. Who do you think how he prioritizes and who do you think how he values more? Player development? Or a rental. You might want to trade Reddick to make sure he's not in the NFC East. Trade him to the AFC. For example, he would let AJ walk before. Absolutely. He would trade AJ Brown before he'd let loose of Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is probably going to retire, God, God willing. Without any injuries, he's probably going to retire an eagle. They like that kid. That kid's a version of Jalen Hurts at wideout. Okay, then. JM goes, you're trading him if you put up the numbers? You're missing the point. It's $25 million to $28 million. So let me get this right, JM. Are you going to pay $30 million? For an edge rusher, like the 49ers are going to pay Nick Boza? Because that will be the asking price. Between 25 and 20, are you going to... Do you truly believe with the heir apparent in the building, he's going to pay $30 million? Shit, the guy in Kansas City at DT wants 30. Fans are so focused on production instead of the damn business. Right! This is how the Eagles are winning, though, Tone. They're winning at the bank. 
They're winning in two places. They're winning at the bank and on the field. The Cowboys are kind of winning and losing at the bank. So are other teams. The Patriots won Super Bowls, winning at the bank, player development, and underpaying Brady. That's how they won. They underpaid Brady for 20 years. Boy, I'll tell you what. One thing I've learned, you guys have not been really educated in football and the business of it and how teams operate. People just wave banners at you, and I don't know, man. I get it, and I think it's cool, and I I admire it. But with the shit that I'm saying, there's not a lot of opinion here. And and again, will 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 could the Eagles give Hassan Reddick a ton of money up front? Work a work a con- yes, yes. Will they though? Okay, Quan, you're not all dummies. You're blinded. You're not dummies. So you think so? You think Howie Roseman's going to pay thirty million dollars for? Um, he's going to give him Miles Garrett money. No way. No way. And he's drafted every single one of the people to replace. Look, he drafted a replacement at right guard for Sayamalo. He drafted a safety for the replacement of Gardner Johnson. He thinks he drafted a replacement for Edwards and Dean. He thinks he drafted a replacement, two of them, for Hardgrave. The future replacement for AJ is Devontae. Don't you understand that's how this works? You play... You're not looking for drop-off in talent or production. You're looking for drop-off in salary. It's a cap. Dude, it's not like it was back in the day when you could just hoard players. Okay? Serious question, Sills. You think we won the 2017 chip at the bank? Yeah. All those free agents on defense? Absolutely. They were one-year rentals. I know we won on the field, but you think it was because of the bank? Okay, sure. Um, Long. All those those rentals you had? I love Hassan, but... He's no Miles Garrett, not even close. Well, wait a minute. He's next in line. Let's get to the Cowboys. Hey, JB, 
it's funny every time I see someone goes like Sills to Chip Kelly of Jacob Media. You're welcome. I gave you then Jeff Stoutland and Lane Johnson. You're welcome. You're welcome. I gave you your greatest assistant coach in your organization's history. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. Ann Lane, maybe your greatest alignment. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll take that. No losing record. Fired players on the team that didn't need to be on the team. <clears throat> like Deshaun Jackson mattered. In the end, did Shady McCoy and Deshaun Jackson matter to your 17 team? Two years later, you won it. No. The things that he did and laid the cement were part of the reason you won the Super Bowl. That's a total fact. All those guys you moaned and cried about, you bought the jerseys with the name on the back, you blew them out two years later, you won a Super Bowl. How you doing? Anyway, we move on here. Um, <laughs> He gave you Jeff Stoutland. Well, he sucked. <laughs> okay. He's still there. You still got pieces of Chip Kelly in your organization right now. You understand that, right? You still got things from the Chip era. Couldn't have stunk that bad. Hey, nobody said his bedside manner was great. That he understood the nuances of playing football, especially offensively. No one suggested, and no one is saying that here. But when you say that, you sound stupid again. He gave you your, he brought in the greatest offensive assistant you've ever had. And that includes John Gruden, Frank Reich, Shane Steichen. Furman goes, Diggs called Dak a bitch at practice. So what? You know how many times players call each other bitches at practice? But once again, Furman proves my point. Someone sees that, that's an outsider that sits in the stands and thinks that's a bad thing. I think it's a nothing burger. It's called competing. So, but because Prescott plays the most visible position in American sports, everything gets magnified, especially with people who have pencils and pads who never played the game. That's a nothing. That's nothing. Calling someone a bitch on the field? Like, that's a thing. Who gives a shit? How, I mean, really, do you know that every player that I talked to today that listens to certain people, I even called Craig Carton out. I said, so you think that's real? Do you know how many times players call each other bitches on the field? MF, hey, your mom, or this and that. Do you know, you know how long that, you know how many times that goes on? A hundred. Sometimes watching, and I'll say it, Outsiders is quite hilarious. Special Cookie Awards. We're happy Stout's still here. Let's look at the 2023 Eagles. I've already done that. 
I think you're making it to the NFC title game again. I totally do. And the reason I'm asking you and looking at the Cowboys is because in the last hour, what we did, by the way, Randy Cross um, from CBS Sports, we're going to talk some NFL and college football with him, the owner of three Super Bowls. Three Super Bowls. Okay, three. <laughs> Played with Montana. Hey, I'll ask him the question. Does he think that Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott? He played with Joe Montana and Steve Young. You think he's got a good opinion on something or no? Hmm. No one will ever say that to Jalen and you that sells Dak lost the team. (laughs) Dak lost the team. Dak lost the team in helmets and shorts. <laughs> you know how Dak will lose a team? If he puts 15 picks up again, that's how you lose a team. Not in helmets and shorts. <laughs> oh, my God. It just gets crazier, man. You guys are on fire today. Helmets and shorts, Prescott lost the team because someone called him a bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You throw, hey, you throw five picks in that Giants opener, that's how you lose the team, okay? Not if Diggs calls him a bitch in a (laughs) seven-on-seven. Yeah. Hey, man. Sills, Dak lost the team. Who did he lose to? What game? He lose to the Giants or the Eagles? No, it was a nine on seven. Helmets and shells. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) I dare someone to call Jalen that. (laughs) Why would you call Jalen that? He don't say shit. Prescott's probably out there talking shit. So what? I like it. A little fire out there, man. Good. You should be competitive. Practice shouldn't be a walkthrough like they have in Philly. Should actually be competing. Nothing wrong with competing. Sometimes emotions get the best of it. Have you ever competed in your life? The only people who think that that's out of line have never competed for anything in their life. Things sometimes are said, done. Sometimes you fight. Sometimes you get in a fist fight because you're competing so much. You ever competed? He lost the team in helmets and shells. <laughs> Sills, you need the tag for your show. I propose all balls, no cup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny, man. Funny, funny, Quan. <laughs> Honestly, will they say ever say that to Jalen? Bro? There's no leadership, bro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you win. <laughs> hey, hey, Furman, you win. <laughs> the 
man, your take is unbelievable. Okay. Quanco Sills is a double agent. For I root for no one. So wait a minute. Hey, before I bring, we're going to get Randy Cross here in a minute. I I I I, I just I want to hear that one more time. That you think because somebody called somebody a bitch in practice that uh, Dak Prescott lost the team. Do you truly believe that? Hey, Tyler, I know I'm Italian. He's calling me bro, though, man. I don't know. Right? I did read the Super Chats. I did. I don't root for the Cowboys. Out of your mind. I don't root for anybody. I comment on everybody. That's what I do. I think you got, you think like I'm a fan of some football team somewhere? The Hurricanes I am. And and, and I keep an eye on the Bucs because teams I played for. If you notice, the only hats I have are Buccaneer and Hurricane hats because those were the teams I played for. And it's, I, I had to hide the cowboy helmet because the thick the cowboy helmet, because all you guys in Philly sends out bad juju. And so I had to move the helmet to the garage. I did, Tone. I moved the helmet to the garage because I had it hanging on the wall. And even Xander went like this. Sells. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna talk to our friend Randy Cross here in a second, owner of three Super Bowls. Eagles fan yet. Man, I love you guys. You Kuhn goes like this. He thinks I hate I hate him. I don't. I I, I do not hate him. No. You got me wrong. Um Dan needs a Kelly Green jersey. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, did, did you see Prescott get called a bitch today? So he lost the team. He was in shorts. Okay. He was totally in shorts. Um, we're having a little trouble trying to bring up Randy here. Hopefully we're going to be able to get him up here because um, – Again, we're having a little bit of a connection issue here. I hope we're able to get him up because he always brings great stuff and played on some of the greatest teams of all time. I would say this to you. Who do you think would win in a head-to-head battle, Montana or Brady, with Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Joe Montana versus Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Edelman, and Amendola. Who would win that Super Bowl? And you got to remember, the team that had the best defense during that time, during that 10-year run, was the 49ers, statistically. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You really think Brady would beat Montana in a Super Bowl when Montana's 4-0, never threw a pick, had a quarterback rating of 140, and you think Brady would beat him? I don't know. That guy beat Marino, Elway, Esiason, who was the MVP that year, Kenny Anderson, who's probably going into the Hall of Fame this year. He beat Four Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Boomer's going into the uh, Bengal Hall of Fame. Be four Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Boomer sucks. Was an MVP of the league. Was the MVP, man. Hey, before I bring my friend Randy Cross on, I wonder how many times in practice he was called a bitch. And I, I, I love, hey, I love this though, because fans today are saying, Sills, did you see Dak lost the team? He got called a bitch. I'm like, in helmets and shells, he lost the team? Helmet and shells, he lost the team. Do you know how many times I was called a bitch in practice? It's called competing. And some of you out there, there's a reason that more people sit in the stands than are on the field is because that shit goes on when you compete. Let me bring my friend in here, man. I tell you what, hey Randy. I mean, bottom bottom line here, man. I mean, hey, Dak lost the team according to Eagle fans today because he um, he was called a bitch by Diggs. I <laughs> I mean, that's an epiphany for me, though, man. Holy cow! Thanks for doing this, my friend. No, no problem. Yeah, that's a that's groundbreaking material there. You know. He won't be a bitch unless he throws 15 picks again. Then, That's then, right. it'll, hey, Randy, be, then it'll be unanimous. Hey, Randy, if he throws five picks against the Giants in the opener, then you're going to hear people going, he lost the team. <laughs> <laughs> that that Dude, I'm so glad you're here because I want to – I said this about Dak Prescott. The year before, Dak throws for 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. 4,500 yards. Last year, obviously not a good year. Had 15 interceptions. And I said this to Eagle fans. You know, we're based in Philly, this and that. And I, and I, and I said this to them. I go, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Jalen had a better season. And until we see more of a sample size, there's not a chance in hell you can go like this. Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak. He's 8-3, and three, Randy. In his 11 games versus the Eagles, he's thrown for 70% almost completion percentage. In his worst year a year ago, he threw five touchdowns. Am I right the way I'm looking at it, or do you look at it differently in how you look at Hurts to Dak? Because I think it's going to come down to those two guys and the 49ers in the conversation for the NFC. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right in that regard. I mean, they you have to start, you know, how, how do you build your team? You build your team to win at home. Dallas is built to win at home. You build your team to win your conference. I mean, your division. Right now, they're not the best team in that division. And I just think based on the performance last year, Dak's not the best quarterback in that division. And that should, mo- that should be motivating his ass off. I mean, that should really motivate him. Um, and staying there, and equally on the other side, equally that should really motivate Jalen. And I'm not sure he really, he really needs to be motivated too much because he's had a history of ups and downs and ins and outs. And I, I think the success last year has only motivated him further. I want to ask you a couple 49er questions here because I'm looking at both those teams today. If any one of these teams can take down the Eagles and knock them off that perch there as NFC champions, it, in your opinion, Brock Purdy, do you think this is fair? He's got to start the season and finish the season for this football team to have a shot to knock off the Eagles as NFC champions. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I thoroughly believe that the best team didn't represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think San Francisco is the better team. I think they have the best roster in the NFC. Um, but, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Mainly the number one thing is injuries. Now, if, if Philly can get through the year and without getting decimated and San Francisco gets a few dings, the Niners are going to struggle. Philly gets some injuries. Dallas doesn't. Dallas is going to come up. You know, Dallas is going to win. Let's say with no injuries, Dallas can win 13, but Philly gets some injuries. That's going to be a, that's going to be a thing. But yeah, I mean, I liked what we saw, you know, out of Brock Purdy last year, but I'm not going to go too crazy. I mean, it's, it's as good as it was. We, we don't know. I mean, it's, it's less than he's not hasn't he's barely gotten to double digits as far as games he's been in. So uh, I'll worry about that when that comes. But you know, Shit, I, you started I, I, I more playoff games. Good. You started more playoff games than this guy started games in, in yeah. the NFL. So like, like I said about Jalen. So you, you need to see more of a sample size from this guy before you're going to crown this guy the next 49er great guy. Well, he's the best. He's the best one they have. I think I think her healthy. He's the best quarterback they have. He's he's better than Trey Lance. Um, at some point, that's going to become a problem, given what they gave up to get Trey Lance. But you know how how often do you just luck into a pick like Mister Irrelevant or Brady in the sixth round to go down the list of the free agent guys that have you know had great careers would you tell me do you think you when you guys when you were early on in San Francisco and you had Steve DeBerg doing really great things there early on all of a sudden you saw Montana did you feel and did guys in that organization feel you lucked into something that you didn't see that many people around the league didn't see because Joe was a third rounder yeah yeah it, it, it took all of about one or two practices watching him run that offense. I mean, once you get into pads and you get into camp and you really see what a guy can do, it's just like watching this kid last year. You saw him do things. That offense, from a concept standpoint, is is pretty much, you know, they're, they're the Lambo 
of the NFL. They in Kansas City, in my opinion. They do they do stuff and they try things that nobody else tries this stuff. Uh, but you get a kid like that, then suddenly you put in that offense that can stop on a dime and bang, hit that open guy that a lot of guys don't see. Um, yeah, I, I think he's that kind of special kid, but he's just, you know, it's like I said, it's early, but he's got to keep doing it and he's got to stay healthy. That's, that's the best of all the abilities, availability. Do you think this Trey Lance move and this decision, because I agree with you, it's not the fact that I think it's a bigger disaster than even Rivers and up because you gave future up. You 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 gave three years of future up for this with kind of like dog years is like six years of your future, almost over a decade you now potentially are putting in danger. Now, could Purdy cover that with finding him? To me, I compare Randy a little bit to what I saw in um in in, in Washington. You went after RG3, you got him, but you kind of hedged your bet a bit when you got Cousins that year in the latter round, and it kind of covered the RG3 deal, not to the extent of the treasure chest you gave up, but you still had a functional guy at the position that won your ball games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be something to watch. If you're, a, if you're a personnel guy or you're a trade kind of person, you like to project things, you watch things go well early on. Somebody's going to get a hell of a deal trying to get Trey Lance. I think this kid could be very good in this league. I think he's got the ability. He can he can move. He can run. He can throw. He can do all the stuff you need. He really can. But you know, again, he's got to stay healthy. He he'd have replaced Jimmy G earlier if he'd have stayed healthy. So you know, let's not forget about that. So yeah, I left. I, I, I'm curious to see how this is judged down the line because a lot of it's going to have nothing to do with what he costs to get him. It's going to be what are you going to get on the way out? I threw this out too, Randy. I said, as much as I like this kid, that you can't have Jordan Mason start more downs than Christian McCaffrey this year if San Francisco is going to be completely productive because – between Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and, you know, uh, Williams at tackle. I mean, you got a pretty good-looking offense there if you got all the pieces standing up straight here. But to me, McCaffrey's kind of like, okay, if you don't have a good linebackers, no one's going to be able to cover him. He can run in between the tackles. He's got to have a healthy season for them to be able to be a team that can – it can't just be about winning 12 games, right, Randy? It's got to be about winning yeah. that NFC title. Hey, the, the hard thing about having a guy like McCaffrey is you can't use him too much. You can't, you can't use him up because it's, it's pretty tempting to have him sort of do everything in the way of running back. I mean, let Debo take a little bit of it. Let some of the other guys get in and take some of his reps. Um He's he's unbelievably talented, and uh, you know I I think the problem is at running back. You know, it's it's not a matter of if; it's always just a matter of when because they just don't last that long. And when when's that law of diminishing returns going to going to kick in? I love what they've done personnel wise on that team, but like I said, it's a lot of it's out of your control. That's what drives coaches crazy. That's why they've all got gray hair like me. 
and 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 they all have holes in their stomachs and ulcers and everything else is they can't control that nothing you know coaches they love to control everything but the most important things they got no control over absolutely give me your take on kyle shanahan please i mean you know as innovative as he is the things he does the the play calling i mean it just falls short you know it's almost like Marty Schottenheimer stuff a little bit. Now, he's had more success in the postseason. Marty won 200 regular season games, Randy. He's sixth all time. Never had a losing season, but one, I think, in his 25 years of coaching. I mean, he was a really good coach. But it was always like a speed bump somewhere on the way to get to where he needed to, whether it's a fumble here or this and that or a quarterback decision. And you look at the same thing with Kyle. It just seems to be a road bump or a speed bump somewhere that stops this whole thing. Like you said, look at the decision-making on Garoppolo and Lance. Those two things could maybe cost him a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the two Super Bowls that, you know, are kind of right now on the resume. They're the, they're the two fart spots on his resume. You know, that under pressure in big games, He's done some things that leave him open for criticism. And until you can get back to that big game and you can, you can rectify that, those, and like, like Marty, that's what you're judged on. Is it fair? No, it's not fair. But, I mean, the whole idea is to get to those big games. And when you get your shot, you take advantage of it. I'm going to ask you one last question. Um, when it comes to NFL and a couple questions on college football um, here, if you had to win one ball game, one football game, 60 minute game, everything's pretty even. Would you take Steve Young or Joe Montana? Um, I'm a bit prejudiced on that. Seeing that that decision won me three Super Bowls. So I'll go with number 16. Even though, Dual threat, 4-4, four, four, 40. He, uh, look, I mean, hey, I, I'm with you, man. I, I know the, I, hey, oh. I know what it's like playing against 16. I get it. I watched him do stuff against the Rams and do stuff against the Vikings. and do, I mean, he was unbelievable, Steve, running. Um, it's just, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. And he's like, dog. He beat Montana. He beat Elway. He beat Marino. Boomer was an MVP, and Ken's going into the Hall of Fame too. He beat yeah. four Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know what's so psycho about about uh, Montana is that one thirty eight QB quarterback rating. Um, he had like no picks in Super Bowls. I think it's twelve touchdowns, no picks. I mean. Just being yeah. in a huddle. Did you know, Randy, that last drive in Miami? Did you know you were going 90? Pretty good chance with him back there. Joe Joe tended to be a little bit of a cheat code, especially especially when you start a drive like that with everybody. You Didn't know, you get a penalty too? Oh, yeah. I got, I, I got – we're running a screen. I run up and I run into a linebacker who kind of knocks me back. I'm going out on a screen, and I cut, and I run down the line. I'm past the line of scrimmage, so it's illegal man downfield. So yeah, 
Reggie Williams is probably going, damn. <laughs> hey, all right. Couple questions. Okay. I got these teams here. I'm putting my top 25 in okay. for my AP vote. I got, I'm going to give you just the top, the top five here. Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, LSU, Michigan. You think those pretty much are the teams that you're looking at that are going to fight for those semifinal spots? Yeah, pretty much. As long as as long as LSU kind of stays on that growth curve, um, it's it's the SEC right now. It's the SEC, Michigan, and Ohio State, and uh, maybe USC. The Trojans might be a. I wouldn't call them a dark horse because they're way too talented, especially with a Heisman Trophy winner. But they're 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 a possibility to break through there. But right now, S. Between Georgia, Alabama, and LSU, I mean, those are probably the three best teams in the country and they're all in the same conference. How do you feel about your alma mater, UCLA, going to the Big Ten? I just can't wait until that, uh, that, that, that field hockey with Rutgers and UCLA and they got to fly across the country. And, no, but I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be – overall, it's going to be great. More money, everything else, and a competition. You kidding me? You get to play all those teams all the time. I, I think it's because yeah, I'm a big believer in that the whole iron sharpens iron, and I'd say it's worked for the Big Ten, it's worked for SEC, and it's going to work for UCLA and SC. Man, I can't wait for those Purdue UCLA polo polo events. Man, I mean, <laughs> holy cow, man! Damn, that's, that's that's the first thing I thought of when they announced that. I went, oh, well, it's, it's got to just be for football absolutely brother thank you so much as always man it's always a privilege to get you on all right man thank you you got it that is randy cross our friend owner of three super bowls too by the way love it all right make sure you hit the like button here got to continue to tell you about our friends at hooters now we start our 35th year of our relationship with the hooters and get this king of prussia is now the official home of the National Football Show and Big Sills. Our relationship, as I said, goes back 35 years. I mean, you're going to be able to come out, crack a couple cold ones with us, have some boneless wings, have some of your famous items that are on the menu there. King of Prussia, again, for your fantasy football pre-draft events, make sure you give them a call too. Your preseason football, this is where also Eagle fans go. This is the home, official home of Philadelphia Eagle fans. So when you go there, you're going to have yourself a fantastic time. Tuesdays at Hooters, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless wings. And Wednesdays, a 40-year event. It just gets no better than this. 1983, all you can eat. Kids eat for free on Saturdays as always. Make sure you do this too when you get there, man. Try that six item for six bucks deal they have. You get six boneless wings there with it. They're at 240 North Gulf Road in King of Prussia. And when you go to Hooters, make sure you do this. You tell them Big Sills sent you.
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go first. and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, that fake mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. I don't know if you guys remember a song back in the day called Tears for Fears. There's a lot of people in here, man, that cry a lot. I mean, damn, get your panties hurt very, you know, maybe, you know what I should do? Maybe what I should do is, you know, I'm feeling emotional right now because I feel like I've hurt a couple of people's feelings. I'm so sorry. Let me clean my glasses off. I, I, I see a lot of crying in here. <laughs> can't believe it. He doesn't think we're going to. I picked your team to go to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. I don't know what else you're thinking about here. But everything's not perfect. I know. Yeah, but, you know... You picked us to go to Super Bowl last year? Yeah. You're picking us to go to the NFC title game? Yeah. You're picking Hurts to be in the top three for the MVP? Yeah. What am I crying about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're crying about. You, know, you, you think Dak's better? No. There's more of a sample size on Dak being better. Let it out. There's more of a sample size of him being better. I, we can't have it all, Sills. <laughs> uh, no, no, I know you guys are used to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I got it, Coon. Come on, Sills. We got the best quarterback in the NFL, the best receivers. The best old line. We got the best team. We got the. I, I feel like I want to jump up and do like a triple sow cow. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I want to get up and start doing a big cheer, man. Holy cow. Woo, man. 
Yay! Go! <laughs> Doing a triple sow cow. By the way, we're going to do the Cowboys at the top of the hour. And I didn't get to the Cowboys yet, but I want to do this before we do our timeout. You see, Bay, you know, let me, let me tell you what a shitty quarterback looks like. Actually, we're not used to nice things at all. Remember, one Super Bowl in 30 years, we're used to the outhouse. But we're trying to get used to the mansions. Shit, man. I think you guys have had a lot of success in 20 years. I think, here, honest to God about the Eagles, I think it's one of the greatest brands in American sports. I think it's one of the coolest helmets. I think it's one of the greatest fan bases. I think it's one of the greatest legacy teams. I think there's some of the greatest football players that have ever played. It's a legacy that, would you, watch this. Do I think the Philadelphia Eagles have a greater legacy and have had more impactful moments in the 104 years compared to the Steelers? Steelers have won more Super Bowls, obviously in the Super Bowl era, but over 104 years? I don't know. Well, is Mean Joe Green better than Bednarik? Chuck Bednarik's one of my favorite football players. Used to come on my program in Tampa. I don't know of concrete if there's anybody in NFL history, including Butkus, who I've had on my program. I'm friends with Dick Butkus. He follows me on Twitter. I vote on his award. I love Dick Butkus. But was Bednarik any lesser of a player? I don't know. I mean, you know the iconic players from the mid-50s to the early 60s? Bednarik, Sam Huff, Gino Marchetti. Those were all those guys. All those guys. Ben Eric was in that conversation with every one of those guys, like Gino Marchetti and Jim Parker and those players. He was one of the most revered players of all time, two-way player. I don't know how he went to the University of Pennsylvania. Told me he couldn't read or write when he was a kid. I mean, Ben Eric's I used to have Ben Eric on my screensaver years ago with the hit that he knocked Gifford out. That used to be my screensaver. I actually had that poster in my room. And I know Frank Gifford. And Robustelli would look at that and go, please don't ever have Gifford see that because he's not a fan of that picture. I'd go, I would imagine not. I would imagine not. <laughs> Get knocked out like that. Real quick, we're gonna we're gonna do the Cowboys at the top of the hour here. We'll reset some stuff. Um, you want to know what a dummy quarterback looks like and a stupid quarterback, and you want to know when you have no future at all at winning games this year looks like. Don't look any further than Tampa with Barbie Dow Baker Mayfield. I'm gonna call him Barbie Dow Mayfield. That movie that's out, he's like a Barbie doll. He's not really any content when it comes to leadership or anything. He's like a Barbie doll. He's a media guy like Tebow. He's nothing more. <laughs> and, and, and Trisky Trask, 
or Trisky or hey, or Trash Trasky. Pick one. They're garbage. That's no future. In 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 secret, the Buccaneers want to lose games. So they get the kid from Carolina, maybe. Or get the kid from SC. Baker Mayfield blows. He's a Barbie doll. He's not really an NFL quarterback. I said that from day one. The guy acts like a child. He 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 looks like, again, when you look at a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, you know what it reminds me of? Some sort of sophomore high school quarterback who leads the cheers and does bullshit like that and looks dumb. And, you know, Mr. Progressive. He's more famous on the progressive commercials than he is on his football career. That guy was the number one player taken. He has no substance. There's nothing redeeming about him that I like. Nothing. Not one redeem. And by the way, most people will go, holy shit, Sills. No, I don't know. He could be a great guy. I hear he does a lot of great things. I'm not talking about I don't. I don't know him from a can of paint. I don't get myself bogged down with that. Oh, wow, he's a good guy. So what? Gee, congratulations. You didn't rob a bank. You're a good guy. Wow. But like Tone says, I guess today you got to be patted on the back for being a good dude. I, I guess that's, again, big sales, get off my lawn, old guy thing. But I thought just being a good dude was being a good dude. I didn't think you had to get backslaps for that. Since when do you have to get backslaps for being a solid human? Pathetic part of our country right now, if that's the case. Shit, you're gauged by the content of your character. Remember that guy? He said that. But you got to get backslapped for that today. Hey, look, you're a great guy. <laughs> so what? Well, you're a shitty guy. That's no bearing how I look at you. This is totally ridiculous. You know, he really, you know, and, and you know what? I get it too. And you know, and, and, I, and I know, and I'm not saying, and believe me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using this as a backhanded slap to Jalen. I'm not. Okay. I promise I'm not doing that. But Baker Mayfield wants you to give him credit for being a good guy, Jalen is a good guy. Jalen's not asking you to reward him for being a good guy. Mayfield is. It's forced. Anytime you've got a guy like Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback, it's forced and fake, not genuine. I have no idea why the Bucs put him there. What a train wreck this is going to be for him. They have no chance of winning. Maybe they hired him so they can lose a ton of games. Okay. Mayfield looks like a sophomore quarterback. Manziel looked like a freshman. Yeah, two dudes, the same guy. One was a little better than the other. One was a little better. I'd rather have Tebow on my team. Seriously, as a third wheel, Nathan Peterman. Oh, who's that stiff you guys had? Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> I'll take Tebow. It's third quarterback. Ian Book. I don't know. 
Ian booked Tim Tebow. Sure. Okay. I'll take Tebow. He's a good dude, it seems. I voted for him for the Heisman. Whatever. (laughs) Baker Mayfield. He should have starred as the lead guy, Ken, in that movie, Barbie. Is it called Barbie Doll? He should have been in that movie as Ken. As plastic and as phony as that doll is, is Baker Mayfield. What a stiff. Can't be any, hey, can't be any more of a stiff than Baker Mayfield. Even Carson Wentz is 10 times better than that stiff. Sills, we're having fun today. So, (laughs) Furman, that's a good take, man. That's cool. So, is Dak better than Jalen? Randy said he wasn't the best quarterback in the division. What's your take on what he said? Um, I disagree with Randy because once again, I think, I think Jalen, he's here. He's doing something that Tone said to me before. He's coming off of a better year than, than Dak. That's it. That's it. Are those not the facts? Because the year previous, he was 20 times better than than Jalen Hurts. 20. 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,400 yards, non-competitive Eagle games. It wasn't close. Got injured a year ago. Didn't play well. What do you think? Furman, I'm just saying. Look. Jalen's got a better team. Jalen's got a better football team. And Jalen, Dak throws the ball more. Let me hit on that. We'll hit on that, and we're going to hit on the Cowboys here because we're looking at the two teams that could dethrone the Eagles for the NFC Championship. We looked at the 49ers. Now we're going to look at the Cowboys here. Hour number three, power hour. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go passionately, go fearlessly, 
Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. How much would you be willing to pay for Teddy Bridgewater as your backup quarterback? I think you got to blow Mariota out. How much would you be willing to pay Marcus or uh, Teddy Bridgewater? <clears throat> what would you pay him to make him your backup? Would you give him five million? Would he take five million? Is Bridgewater looking for a starting role? Like, why haven't the 49ers contacted him? Five star goes, no, Teddy's trash. So is Mariota. He's He's trash too. So you're comfortable with Marcus Mariota as your backup quarterback. He's looked horrible in camp. He's looked terrible. Quan goes where F the Hurts goes down. Gee, 49ers or not. They played three quarterbacks last year and made it to the NFC title game. Their season wasn't over. So yours is over. San Francisco season won't be over then. If they lose quarterbacks, they're, they're still going to win 12 games as ever. They played three quarterbacks last year. Lance, Garoppolo, and um, Purdy. Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett got a one-year $8 million deal. Mm. And... Jalen Hurts' deal doesn't kick in until next year, so it would be a rental. Mariota got $5 million? 
I might do that. Buy myself a little insurance. I might do that. Okay? Yeah, somewhere in there with incentives. Six million, two million incentives. If he starts, it's more. Sure. Yeah, okay. And it's like I said, he's not going to be on the team next year because he's going to go and try to start. Now, maybe he's waiting out on that. Looking for a team that, you know, I mean, the two guys that are out there are Wentz and him. The rest of them are bums. And I'm not suggesting that, though. I think Bridgewater's probably a little better. I, I, I'm not sure where Tyrod Taylor is. Marcus Mariota's a scrub. He's been a scrub his entire NFL career. Stop making guys who failed at other places sound like they're great because they're in Philly. Stop doing that. Just because they're in Philly doesn't mean that their careers haven't been horseshit. Relax. It's okay to sign. You can't have a whole roster of first-round guys. Okay, you can't. Tyrod's in the final deal. I like Tyrod. I'm, I, I mean, I'd like to have him on my roster. Okay? I, I would. I would love to have him. Um, on my, on, I, I'd love to have him on my roster. So, I don't know. Something to think about there. Hey, well, one, one, one more thing, too. He's owed $5.45 million. Boy, I'd like to have Tyrod Taylor on the Eagles next year. Okay? Big Seals, you need to give the Niners more credit. Why? They have the better defense than the Eagles. They have not quite as great an offense as Philly. But as two units, they have more talent than Philly. Philly's defense is nothing near the defense that San Francisco has. You got experience all the way up in the front four. You got the best interior middle linebacker. You have the best safety in the National Football League. You have the best edge. Oh, the, the, the reigning defensive MVP. I mean, you got two experienced defensive tackles in there. You have one. You have the reigning Defensive player of the year on the defensive line, and you got a, the all-pro starting middle linebacker, and you have a nobody, as of now, starting at Mike. The difference in experience in the two defenses are in the Mike. They're in the Mike. Fred Warner versus Nicobe Dean is not a comparison. It's it's not a comparison. Is it unfair? Well, welcome to the NFL, son. Welcome to the NFL. Bose is not even in camp. Don't worry, he'll be in he'll be ready for the start of the season. Okay? Not in camp. That's what you're going to say. 
on what gives you the edge on having the better defense. You really think that the Eagles have a better defense than the San Francisco 49ers? Watch this one, Tone. Do you believe you have better defense than the San Francisco 49ers who held your offense at 260 yards in offense in the NFC title game? Your lowest output and didn't play with a quarterback. They did a better job against you in the NFC title game than the Kansas City Chiefs did in the Super Bowl. The 49ers did a better job against you. Jalen was not very good in that game either. He's better in the Giant game. He wasn't very good in that game against San Francisco. Do you think you, hey, wait, you really think you have a better defense in San Francisco? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. You, you now have, you now make me, you, you, before you used to make me kind of crazy, but now you make me laugh because it's quite entertaining. Angelo's right. It's not, I, I get it now. Um, hey, you know how you guys tell me, <clears throat> I will throw this out at you With, b- before I get to the Cowboys here, you know, you guys were telling me a couple days ago, how, how great Cooper cup was and how great Cooper cup is. I hear he got hurt again. Would you take Devontae Smith or Cooper cup? If you had to put him on your football team right now. who's San Francisco's D coordinator. I think Steve Wilkes, very experienced and really a good one. Philip goes Smitty all day. Yeah, me too. I'm not taking Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup had one season. Jalen. But he's elite, right? Sills, he went for 1945 and 140 catches. He's an elite player. Is he? You think Cooper Cup's elite? Super Bowl MVP. So is Julian Edelman. Is he elite? Julian Edelman was a Super Bowl MVP. Was it that other guy too that played? What did didn't didn't the Patriots have another guy win an MVP that was what's his name? Deion Branch. Was he an MVP in the Super Bowl? Deion Branch. Cooper Cup's not an elite wide receiver. He's a very good one. He's he's not an elite talent. And if I had my choice, I'd take Devontae Smith over him. Yeah, but Sills. But Sills what? The rest of those years, they're kind of good. And they're empty calorie stats. You really think Cooper Cup has had a great career? Again, this goes down the line of Jalen Hurts and how you guys see Hurts after one season. Because you can't think Cooper Cup has had a great career. Can you? Or do you? Cooper Cup stats. 
delusional? There, let's look at that. Really? Here's Cooper Cup. He's had two years in his entire career, which is one, two, three, four, five. In six years, he's had two 1,000-yard seasons. Hundred forty-five catches, nineteen forty-seven, and two thousand twenty-one. The rest of them, forty catches, five sixty-six. Ninety-four catches, eleven sixty-one. Ninety-two catches, nine hundred seventy-four. Shit, these are Smitty numbers. Early on, actually, Devontae Smith's had a better start to his career. Last year, played in ten games, obviously hurt. 75 catches, 812 yards. One, two, three, four, five, six. If it wasn't for that 1947 season, been an average career. Average. But you guys call him elite. You think Cooper Cup's elite? Dwayne goes, Wilkes is just okay. Well, then what's your guy? What's Sean Desai if Steve Wilkes is just okay? What's your guy, what, Dwayne? Inexperienced? He's just okay. <laughs> I don't know how you guys don't use that same formula that you have. Okay? Jordan Day- Davis is, get this. Here's another one from Arthur that's always awesome for me and gets a chuckle from me. Tone, hey, Jordan Davis is in shape. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Hey, Jordan Davis is in shape. (laughs) Okay. How's he looking in camp? (laughs) Well, he's in shape. (laughs) Okay, well. Okay, well, you are an NFL player. I'm hoping you are. Okay. Desai has better talent. No, he doesn't. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Better talent. This is classic. Come on! I I like arm wrestling all day, too. I can do it. Don't you dare worry. Let's see here. All right, let's go here now. Let's do the Dallas Cowboys. Um, oh, I want to do one thing, though. So you guys said something about Dak Prescott. I want to show you how being a Dallas Cowboy comes with the successes and with the pressures of being a coach or a player that wears that lid. Um, as I said earlier, Dak Prescott plays the most visible position in American sports. The starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. No matter what he does, no matter what kind of success he has or not, it's going to be evaluated pluses and minuses because of the magnitude of being the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. You will oh, There's a reason Tony Romo, there's a reason Troy Aikman, There's a reason that those guys are in the media and have major broadcasting jobs is because they were the starting quarterbacks 
of the Dallas Cowboys. You really think that Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Donovan McNabb? No. But he was the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> There's not a chance that Tony Romo's a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's a Super Bowl MVP, won a ton of games, and but he was the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. When you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, okay, when you're the quarterback of the Cowboys, comes the riches and comes people with criticism. And here's a great example of the criticism. And I pointed this out the other day, and I think it was JM, when I said that, who do you think's a better coach, Mike McCarthy or Sean Payton? And once again, here are the facts. Sean Payton has nine wins in the postseason and is nine and seven. Mike McCarthy has 11 wins in the postseason. Sean Payton's 152 and 89. And Mike McCarthy's 155 and 97. I think one more year of coaching. Sean Payton's no better coach than Mike McCarthy. But Mike McCarthy has coached at two of the most visible franchises in NFL history, the Packers and the Cowboys. You can't coach at any more high-profile jobs than those two on your resume. The Packers and the Cowboys. With the amount of winning that's gone on in those organizations' history. Okay? So at the end of the day, why do you look at Sean Payton and think he's some savior for the Denver Broncos when he's Mike McCarthy with a smile? Tell me I'm wrong, Brian. Where in the world did Payton have Drew Brees? Yes. Did McCarthy have Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Hall of Fame guys, kind of compatible. Has Dak now? Okay. Where, where is he better? Where is Sean Payton better than McCarthy? McCarthy gets the heat because he coaches the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, like Aikman and everyone has said, have not won the big games in the last 25 years. Okay. There's no difference. You just look at Mike McCarthy and think Mike McCarthy's an overrated coach. Well, how don't you apply that to Peyton? How don't you look at Sean Peyton and think he's overrated? Let me ask you this. Do you think Sean Peyton underachieved or overachieved in New Orleans? With Drew Brees for 17 years. I already know what Tone says. completely underachieved because if Mike McCarthy I think Mike McCarthy underachieved totally do but don't try to tell me Peyton is better he's not 
He's not a better coach. He talks better. I'll tell you this about Andy Reid. Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy were the same guy until I saw Andy Reid in the second half against the Eagles. That was the greatest clock manager. And am I right when I say this, Eagle fans? One of your biggest criticisms that you had about Andy Reid was his clock management going into timeouts, going into halftime, and coming out of halftime. Were those not issues you had with him in Philadelphia? Because those were the narratives that were out there on him that coming out of like um, bye weeks, he was great. But clock management, dealing with his timeouts, going into halftime and all of that, he got criticized a lot because he didn't really have great clock management. What he did against the Eagles in the second half, I thought was spectacular. It was the best coaching I've ever seen Andy Reid have. If he coached like that in Philadelphia, even with McNabb, I think he'd have won two Super Bowls. I think he'd have won two Super Bowls if he coached like that. Personally, I think the difference in Andy Reid, I know some of you are going to go like this, Sills, it's Mahomes and McNabb. Well, I think he trusts Mahomes more than McNabb. That's what happened. And I think actually McNabb is more unlikely to throw picks compared to Mahomes. I think Mahomes, because of how gifted he is, that guy could throw three picks in a game and still come back. How many times have we seen him down 21 and come back and win ball games? Remember that uh, Tennessee Titan game? He was down 21, came back, and they won. They won by like 14 or something. He, he's one of the very few guys I've ever seen that could throw himself into trouble and throw himself out of trouble. There's so few guys that can do that. But I think he trusted and trusts Mahomes more than he did McNabb. And his coaching is better because he trusts the player in Kansas City more than he did the one. See, McNabb was quirky and petty. Whereas, and personally, I think he's easier to coach. I think McNabb was a handful to coach. And that's why Andy trusts Mahomes more. He should have, dude, if he coached like that in that second half against the Philadelphia Eagles, I think he won two Super Bowls. I don't think you get upset by Carolina. I don't think you get upset by Atlanta. Okay? I, I, I just don't. Hey, you could say all that about Mahomes having better arm talent. Whatever. I said that already. Sure. But I think the trust level with McNabb was far less than it is with Mahomes. I look at the relationship they have on the sidelines. Eric Bieniemy had nothing to do with that. Zero. So again, this goes back to how you look at McCarthy versus Peyton. Sean Peyton. I think he's a good coach, but I also think McCarthy's a good coach. And personally, I think Dak Prescott's going to benefit by having a play caller in Mike McCarthy. I'm not like the rest of the pundits out there that think, do you actually think a guy who put a Hall of Fame career together and was part of a Hall of Fame career with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is not going to have an impact on Dak Prescott? You're high. So let me ask you this. 
Who do you think is a better offensive court? This will be an even funny. Hey, let's let here, 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 here's a laugh session. Who's a better offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson or Mike McCarthy? I can't. This is going to be funny. I need to laugh before I go on to the Cowboys. Come on, guys. Make me laugh. Let me, I, I, need, I need to laugh. Make me laugh. Tell me. Is Mike McCarthy a better coordinator, offensive coordinator, than Brian Johnson? Or is Brian Johnson a better coordinator than Mike McCarthy? Who do you think has the better coordinator, Dak or the Eagles? (laughs) Dumb question. Oh, I see they become dumb questions when you don't want to answer them. Dumb question? No, because most Eagle fans think because Mike McCarthy is going to be the play caller that Dak is going to struggle more. What makes you say that? He didn't struggle with Rodgers. What makes you say that? Well, that means then that Sean Payton's going to struggle with Russell Wilson. We can't answer that? So you can't answer a question with what a guy's resume has and what he's put together. And he's put a record together where he has the same record as people who think Sean Payton's a Hall of Fame coach. And you can't answer that. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> oh, man. Like comparing an NBA player to a prospect coming out of college. That's right. There is no comparison. Just answer the freaking question, Micah. The quite the answer is no, you don't. That's right. But I want to hear you say it. Say it with me, you pancake eating. Say it with me. Say it with me. You can't. You won't. Oh, I've learned something about you, Tone, everyone. Holy shit, is Dak Prescott. He might be the biggest villain along with the Cowboys. That is the no question about it. They're the Lex Luthor and the kryptonite to the Philadelphia Eagle fan base. The Cowboys are like kryptonite. It's funny. Wow, man. There is not a more hated team in that city than the Cowboys. Woo, baby. Come on, you pancake-eating Philadelphia Eagle fans. Who has a better coordinator, the Cowboys or you? Answer it. Come on. We live in a world that's changed just a few minutes ago. McCarthy's overrated. (laughs) Oh, man. Tone's sitting under his desk right now. (laughs) I'm not going there. This, This is not, this is too much for me. I can't take it. God, he hates the Cowboys, man. 
Tone hates the Cowboys, and he does not like Dak and none of that, and I get it. Mm. Two teams we talked about. <laughs> uh, Tone goes, I'm going to take a bathroom break. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I know why he went to take a bathroom break, because we brought up two teams that will fight for the NFC title. We talked about the Niners in our number one. Now we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys here. Hertz completion percentage, 2023, 48 of 60, four TDs, zero interceptions. Where was that? Oh, wait. Is that the practice stats? Okay, is the rivalry, should we bring back throwing beer bottles at the Cowboys? I'm not here to incite a January 6th type setting at Lincoln Financial. So from what I've learned by the president being indicted, I'm not allowed to incite anything any longer because my first right amendments might be put in question. Hertz is his own play caller, so... Okay, that's fair, Devin. That's fair. What are your thoughts on the guardian cap helmets being used during games, possibly? The guardian helmet thing is stupid. Ask Jordan Malata. They're dumb. And they're there for you to make you feel like, hey, they're protecting the player. Are you kidding me? They're the stupidest things going. Okay, man, we're quoting 80% for practices this year compared to a year ago. Man. <laughs> hey, all I'm telling you is this. From what I've seen with an indictment yesterday of Donald Trump, 45th president of the United States, I cannot sit here and say throwing beer bottles at Cowboy fans at Lincoln Financial when they come to the building. I cannot... I cannot support that, nor can I comment on that because I'm afraid that I could be indicted for inciting a riot. Now, I've been known to incite a riot. If you read Rick Riley back in the day, Dan Cilio, plus two for quotability, minus three for inciting a riot. And so I have been known in the past to incite a riot. But now that I know that my constitutional rights could be held against me, I no longer could promote anything with such ferocity of throwing beer bottles at somebody. So there we have it. <laughs> Bring back the buddy Ryan. Hey, you know what? Funny you should say that, Weapon. I actually like Sean Payton bitching at the Jets. I think it brings a little bit of rivalry to it. Fires up the fan bases. Why not? Those two guys don't play against one another. Right? Who gives a shit what coaches say to each other? Isn't it funny? I, 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 don't, I don't get where the end game is. But if, you know what? I thought about it, and I went like this. Well, let's do this. Let's use it for the fans. Sean Payton, who doesn't hit anybody or take hits or catch footballs or throw footballs versus the Jets coaches who don't do the same, who gives a shit? These guys want to spark up the fan bases for a rivalry. They're on a the schedule this year. I think it's a good thing. Why not? 
I love Buddy Ryan and Jimmy Johnson barking at each other. Okay? I, I know, William, I did. I did because I thought it was stupid for him as a coach. But as a fan, do you have a problem with it? Like, if I was a player in that building, I'd have a problem with my head coach. But if I'm a fan, I don't know. Don't you think there's two sides to this? Players in the building versus fans outside the building? You don't, you, you, you don't, you don't think, you think they're all in, you're not a player. You don't have to cash your coach's check. You, you, you're not in the football locker room, dude. You're not, <laughs> William, you're not in the locker room. You think you are, but you're not. Okay. I mean, I don't know. The Cowboys. This is what the Dallas Cowboys have to do to get to the Super Bowl this year. Okay? I did the Niners. If you're going to dethrone the Philadelphia Eagles, this is what you have to do to dethrone them. Dak Prescott has to look like he did in 2021 where he threw 37 touchdowns and what 11 interceptions. I think you got to go 35 touchdowns, 12 picks, and you make it to the Super Bowl. The O-line has to hold up. They're not really deep there. Philly has a better O-line. Get this. The Cowboys have the more experienced quarterback. The Eagles have the better O-line. Nothing I just said is not true. Brandon Cooks has to be a factor on the other side of CeeDee Lamb. He's got to be a factor. I mean, like, he's got to be around 1,000 yards. JM goes, Dak's experience at losing. Not to you, he's not. Not to you, he's not. Where'd you get that from? Experienced. He's got experience at beating you, you mean. Yeah. Just to correct you there, JM. Experience at killing you. Micah Parsons has to be more consistent on weekly games. And on top of that, Micah Parsons has to also be great in divisional games. Like, he's got to be great in Washington games, Giant games, Eagle games. Okay? Got to be. Let's see. So, Eagle guy goes killing backups. The only Cowboy win that Jalen Hurts has is against the backup. So, are you saying, what are you saying? Jalen's only win against the Cowboy team is against backups. (laughs) He's never beaten Dak. (laughs) 
Tony Pollard has to have 1K, and I think he's got to be around 650 in reception yards and 10 touchdowns. The Cowboys, I think that's within reach. And here's the last one here. I think Mike McCarthy has to really show he's a great play caller. And he's got to make an impact on on Dak Prescott. Got to make an impact on Dak. So again, Dak's got to have 35 TDs, 11 picks. O-line has to hold up. Brandon Cooks has to step in. Michael Parsons has to be more consistent. Um, and Tony Pollard has to be at least 1K, 600 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns. And McCarthy has to show that he made an impact on Dak Prescott turning it around. There's no question subtly the one things that the one things that have been coming out of Cowboy Camp there in Oxnard has been that, you know, Jerry Jones has brought it up numerous times about the interceptions and the turnovers. He's he's brought it up a bunch. So to me, that's something that they they're they're very there's no doubt that they've been working on this. Okay? The trend shows that Dak gets coaches fired. Jason Garrett was in Dallas for nine, ten years. Who? It was time to move on from Jason Garrett. Don't you think in 10 years, to use my friend Tone's mentality, in 10 years, if you don't win a Super Bowl, do you think it's time to go? I don't think you should have a head football coaching job if you don't win a Super Bowl in 10 years. I mean, if you're at a place a decade and you're not knocking out the door or you haven't won a Super Bowl, it's time to go. You're never going to win there. That's what the Eagles did to Andy Reid. They did that same thing to Reed. How many years are you going to let Andy Reed stay in Philadelphia and not win a Super Bowl? Forever? So you would have had Marty Schottenheimer in the post. You would have had Marty Schottenheimer in Philly. It was time to go. He didn't win it. He wasn't going to win it. He got, hey, you know what's funny? I saw somebody go, Mike McCarthy got fired. So did Andy Reid. So did Doug Peterson. Two most successful coaches in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles were fired within, what was it, six years of each other? You fired the two most successful coaches you've ever had. Let Vermeer throw in there. And when Mike McCarthy got fired, well, so did Andy Reid. So did Doug Peterson. They both got fired. Yeah, but McCarthy got fired. <laughs> okay. How many coaches get to go out on their own? Sean Payton never got fired. No, because he saw what the... He was afraid to coach the team without Drew Brees. Sean Payton has a lot of Phil Jackson in him. 
well, I'm not going to coach a team unless I have smart. I'm not going to coach a team unless I have Michael Jordan or Shaq or Kobe. And I'm not going to coach a team unless I have Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. That's smart. Rex Ryan should have took that. Smart. All right, let's take a timeout. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods score and save at southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season and let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds and if you join our winter watch team we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all keep your tiles on your pool not in your pool fly with Colony right now birds fans visit flywithcolony.com my favorite sheet where's my favorite there it is <laughs> uh, you know it, it, it's 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 becoming more apparent there's no question when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule this year who cares about the Chiefs who cares hey hey Tone knows what I'm saying is fact. Watch this. Here are the Philadelphia Eagle rivalries that I grew up with and that I know that still exist. 
Cowboys, Giants. The Commanders kind of thing is kind of wore off because of the Redskin thing. 49ers. Packers. Bears used to be. The rest of those teams, those AFC teams, Eagle fans don't give a shit about those teams. They're just a means to an end if they're in the Super Bowl or you play them on a schedule. You're not going to be going nuts when the Bills show up. You go nuts when the Giants show up. You go crazy when the Cowboys show up. Yeah, but that's going to be a great game against Seattle. Okay. I know. Hey, you have great passions towards the people that are on your schedule. But at the end of the day, dude, the teams that you have battled for the last 40 years have been the 49ers, the Packers, the Giants, the Redskins, the Bears, the Cowboys. That's who the Eagles sink their teeth in. Okay, that's who you sink your teeth in. Don't sink your teeth into them. Hey, you know the Patriot game. What's going to be a... <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, it's the game first. The only thing that means to Eagle fans, it's the first game of the year, and it's Brady night, and you beat them. In... Here, this is how you tied. Because this is what I would do. Tone, you, you might... The Bucks too, William. Yeah, the Bucks. This Hey... Hey, hey, Tone, this is my, what I might say. This season, everyone's food. Eh, you know what I'm saying, though. You know how I would tie that New England game? It's Brady night? No, 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 no. It's Eagle night. <laughs> because when I see Brady walk out on the field, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles and I'm the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles, you gave me the greatest moment in the history of our franchise and in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. For being the non-athlete you aren't and Foles beating you. Thank you. That's how I would look at it. To me, that's Eagle Night. That ain't, hey, you're hanging a banner up? After the bye, the real season begins. Chiefs, Niners, Bills, Cowboys. That's, dude, that's must-see television. That's totally must-see TV. Hey, I, I do want to say something to you guys, though. I know most of you think I'm picking on some of the things that the Eagles haven't done. Let me, let me, let me make you feel, not that I have to, they should bring Nick Foles. Hey, weapon. I would have had Nick Foles as my as my honorary captain going up for the coin toss and make Brady have to shake his hand finally. Mean it. That's the kind of jackass I am. Hey, Brian, the kind of jackass that I am, if I'm if I'm the Eagles and it's Brady night, and say he's gonna flip the coin, I have Foles go out there for the coin toss. But see, I'm a jackass, and that's why I think I fit in with Philly and you guys. And I think, hey, and I personally think, you tell me that wouldn't get what I guarantee you the Patriots would would beg them not to do that. 
all of a sudden you see Nick. There's hey, watch this. Tom Brady's walking to the middle of the field, and out of the huddle comes Nick Foles. And he's walking to the center feet. He's walking to the center of the field for the coin toss. How do you think Brady's gonna feel? Jesus. Three of my most disappointing losses in the history of my career, and here is one of them. That's one cool thing about Nick Foles, dude. Did Nick Foles have a great career? No. Did he have some really good moments? Oh, absolutely. Dude, the year he had when he had 26 touchdowns and two picks, I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> and in the Super Bowl, it's one of the most iconic moments. It's How about this? I'm, I'll, I'll give you Eagle fans this. That moment with him and Foles on the sideline, Doug Peterson, is my favorite NFL Super Bowl moment in history. It's a player and a coach in a moment that you need a moment, that you need something that's so dramatic. You're beating Brady. It's all of that. It's everything. It's the goat of the position. It's the goat in coaching. And it just seems so like a high school play. Let's run it. I would have made t-shirts. Let's run it. That gives me goosebumps. That's one of the coolest moments in pro football history. This guy's got sheets like this, Doug Peterson. He's got sheets like this. He's got Frank on the horn. How about the Philly Philly? All right, let's run it. All that shit and intel they had in their hand. And this guy comes over. He's looking at a play. They're talking it over. And old Nick Foles comes walking over like he comes off a surfboard. Let's run it. All right. I was like he walked off a surfboard. It's totally one of the coolest moments of all time. In essence, Tom Brady got his ass kicked by Beavis and Butthead. Foles and Eli. It's pretty true. Think about who beat him. Okay? The guy who played like Barney Fives, that Opie kid. Right? Ronnie Howard. He played Opie. On the Andy Griffin show. Probably too old for you, Tone. We brought out the dog mask, too. Hey, yeah, that'd be great. Okay? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir, baby. Absolutely, man. Can you imagine that? Here comes Nick Foles walking out to the middle of the field. And... It's for the coin toss on Brady night when they drop and retire as number 12. Oh, man, that'd be great. I love it. Nick, a better wide receiver than Tom Brady. No, you mean he's a better athlete. Philip, from what I understand, I think he played at University of Arizona. I think he's a Wildcat guy. I'm not sure if he played with Gronk. He may have. I don't know. I don't know if he played with Gronk. But um, I think he's an Arizona Wildcat guy. And supposedly, like he was a big time hoop player. Also, when he was in um, when he was in high school, got re- he may have played basketball 
if I'm not mistaken, for um, for Arizona too. He's he was a great athlete. I don't. No one would ever go like this and go. Tom Brady's a great athlete. That show you, man. You can't. Hey, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning can't jump over a stack of quarters, but they're considered two of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport. Right. Hmm. Dan, I like the fact that our OC learned from Dan Mullen. Absolutely. 85, one thing about Dan Mullen, man, he could spot quarterbacks and he could spot coaches. So you're right. Brian Johnson working with him both at Florida as the OC. I think he worked at Utah also under Kyle Winningham. He may have, was it was it Utah that um, Brian Johnson worked to? He may have been up there at Utah with, with Kyle. As a matter of fact, I should get Kyle Winningham on again. We've had him on a couple times. He knows Brian Johnson. Because if he had any affiliation with Utah, Kyle's been up there for 25 years. So maybe I'll do that tomorrow. We'll see if we can get Kyle on, get an insight on what Brian Johnson and how good he thinks uh, Brian Johnson is. I could have swore he was at Utah or something, if I'm not mistaken, What was, was Brian Johnson. So we'll work on Kyle if that's the case. Yeah. Hey, we're 36 days away from the start of the NFL season. How insane is that? Want to thank you guys once again for coming aboard. We really appreciate you guys doing it each and every single week. Oh, there's Tony got back from his toilet break. (laughs) I guarantee you. Hey, watch this. Way too much DAC today. (laughs) Way too much cowboy talk today. Okay, so I get, he goes, hey, Sills, I just got back from the toilet. So we're there two hours? About. <laughs> hey, Xander, Big Joe, thank you guys very much. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 to 6, and we'll also catch you on the flip side. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.